I'm just going to let Leo start this one off. Hey, Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rollski. The board man is in the building. Corey with a K. And to my left, the happiest guy in America, Uncle Buck, is fresh home from an arbor. I still got a smile. I don't think I've showered. I'm happy. Smiling ear to ear. Sex has been amazing. I mean, it's just, it's hitting on all levels. I can only imagine the experience you went through on Saturday. From the moment you woke up until the moment you went to sleep. Break it down for everybody out there. Tell us about your Saturday in Ann Arbor. Well, you know why Michigan won Saturday, right? Why? It came out that Ryan Day could only dress 40 players. The rest of them had to dress themselves. Let's talk about Saturday. What did you? How did you feel Saturday morning when you woke up? And tell the truth. How did you feel? I was sick. Saturday morning, I was sick, nervous, scared, kind of. And I had nothing to do with the game. I just knew it was either going to be an ass whipping that I would never forget because I'll be there, or hopefully the greatest game ever. And I'm just glad it was the later. I think we woke up at like 5 a.m. That early. It was early. I had now, to get tell, her up. Tell me again, how far away were you from the stadium? It was like 20, 25 minutes, right? It was 20 miles. Okay. But then once you get down there, it's, I mean, it, we've, we finally got there at like 6.30 probably. It was just mad chaos at 6.30 in you the morning. You had trouble finding parking, right? On the main strip we did. We didn't park or tailgate where we typically do at the high school. We made a couple of loops and then there was a dude college student standing outside with a homemade sign kind of like the one behind you that said cash or Venmo easy out so I get out of the car talking to the guy and like how much do I owe you straight face this prick looks at me and says a hundred bucks Michigan student Michigan student trying to rail you I looked at him and said ah I'll give you 60 and he (laughs) said all right so I gave him 60 bucks for the day didn't you say you were like parked like in his yard we're in his front yard like you have his driveway, our car, and then the sidewalk. Okay. Along with probably 15 other vehicles. So these these frat guys from Michigan are literally just making, you know, 1500 bucks off people parking in their yard. Well, I mean, smart. If he was if he was really saying 100 bucks, I guarantee you people paid 100. dollars I guarantee it. But I just looked at him straight face and said, "No. <laughs> I'll give you 60." <laughs> and he took it. He took it. So once you got parked, where'd you head? Did you go to game day first? Or did you go to Fox. Well, the stadium, the females aren't allowed to have bags or purses. Okay. So we thought we'd find college game day. We knew where Fox was at. It was right like across from the stadium. So we went to the main tailgate area where game day was, and we just filled Haley's purse, her backpack with beer and white claws. What kind of beer were you drinking? Uh, I was drinking Bud Light. Okay. And then we had a six-pack of mangoes just in case okay. in reserve. So we had probably 
two beers while we were sitting there getting ready. Then we left and we threw the rest of the pack in the purse and then took off. And then we found college game day, man. And I think we had like 40 minutes until it aired. So we just kind of just stood around and bullshit with people. I mean, the cops didn't care. People were walking with handles of vodka across the street. Like, it was just mad chaos. People were just happy as fuck. (laughs) And it was 630 in the morning. And you texted me. I've got a feeling. And I've never had this feeling before. And we're talking five hours before game time here. I wasn't even awake yet and I had this text. He's like, there's there's just, there's something in the air here. Today's going to be different. Well, usually, I mean, you've been there. You go to Ann Arbor, you see a lot of scarlet and gray. Yeah. This year is different. I mean, there was still a shit ton of scarlet and gray, but it wasn't overwhelming like previous years. Because me, me and you have been two or three times together. And there's I, always a lot of scarlet I and gray. Feel like they travel they, well. I feel like there was, the last time we were there, it was like 50-50. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And that's when they won like 42 to 13. That's why it was 50-50. Yeah, (laughs) I wish the score was 50 to 50 that year, but it wasn't. I mean, you've been in those moments where you step on a court and you're just like, I'm going to have the game of my life today. Yeah. We're going to win. We're going to pull this one out. There's nothing that can stop us. And you felt that as a fan. As a fan, I felt that Jim's getting his first one. He's going to put the check mark beside this one. So how did you decide to make this sign that you brought all the way back from Ann Arbor? (laughs) I'm kind of disappointed. I should have been prepared a little more. I knew that they handed out like blank signs that you could sign or make yourself, but I think there was like three minutes before they actually aired for the Home Depot thing, and I was just like, I got to find this booth. And Haley's like, what booth? I'm like, I'm making a sip and serve sign right now. So I take off, and I find the booth, and I make it. Keep in mind, it looks like a third grader wrote it. Yeah, it's a pretty shitty job. <laughs> it's not impressive at all, but it got the point across. It got the job done. And I was just disappointed as fuck because I was sitting there ready for it to go live. And I look at Haley and I'm like, I need you to go make another sign. Jumbo jet condoms suck. <laughs> Would have been perfect. And she wouldn't do it. Your wife, she sent me the uh, picture of you holding the sign. And she said, hey, we're beside the tall Wisconsin flag. And I said, well, okay, that should be easy to find. When it goes live, I'll just look for the flag and then I'll start looking for the sign. Well, there wasn't no time for that. Because as soon as I got that text, I mean, it was going live. And it the freaking drone flew over the crowd. And you saw. And Jesus Christ, there's Uncle Buck holding the side. <laughs> the first 30 seconds that they went live on air, there's there's Buck just right in the middle holding the sign. I'm like, man. And then it just kept coming back. Like, in probably the first hour, you were on TV three or four times. Not bad. Not bad. So I sent out, you know, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. And I said, hey, if anybody out there sees... Uncle Buck with the sip and serve sign, post a picture and we'll send you some free merch. Well, we have, I think, what, four total people sent it in. So we got um, a few items coming out. Not sure what they're going to be yet. We haven't placed our order, but you guys will be hearing from me and we'll get them items to you. But there was one one little problem with this, Uncle Buck. <laughs> we had one person send in a picture on Twitter. Did he make the deadline? I don't think he made the deadline because he sent it in at like 11.30 p.m. that night. That night? That night. Well, fuck, I was in bed. I was about to say. <laughs> Uncle, uh, For those of you that don't know, Uncle Buck was only on TV the first hour because he went to the Fox. And I knew, you know, people were going to go back and rewind and shit. But 11.30 at night, man, who the hell records game day? <laughs> I mean, could you tell where the number was from? 
Oh, it's a local. Oh, okay. I thought maybe he was from like Japan or somewhere. <laughs> no, he's local. <laughs> okay. So he might, he, old S-Dub might, oh. might, not, oh. might not have made the lead line. S-Dub wanted some free merch, huh? <laughs> he wanted some free merch. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you're going to have to come to the studio and earn that free merch. You might have to come down here with a sweeper or something if you want that. <laughs> no, but no. Uh, so you, you leave game day, you get in the stadium. How early did you arrive into the stadium? Then we had 40 minutes until kickoff because we had to go back to the car so she could put her purse up. Now, when you're walking in there, what's the feeling like when you see the field, when you walk through that tunnel and you actually see the field? Well, like going back before you even go in, you thought the mass hysteria was at its peak. Outside of the stadium, it's ten, uh, It's times 10. I mean, there's just people shoulder to shoulder, drinking, having a time of their life, and they're not even in the stadium yet. Like, you thought the tailgating was badass. The closer you moved to that entrance to that stadium, the more intense it got. And you could almost, like, feel the electricity of, like, just a random person coming up. Because everybody's just coming up, go blue! Like, just going nuts. They were there to support the team. And then when you walk through and you find your section and you walk down that aisle, I mean, it's one of the best feelings of my life. It's probably up there with my wedding day and my nephew and niece being born, but I don't know. Haley's got, she's got some competition with, with Saturday. Okay. So you get to your seats. Now, how close were you to the field? 30 rows up. Probably 30 rows up. Now, people have never been to the big house, probably thinks 30 rows off the field, man, that's, you know. That's a, that's a track. Yeah, but it's, it's really not. 30 rows off the field at the big house is close. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you could eat, I mean, the view was amazing. It kind of sucked because we were in the end zone. So when they were on the far end, whenever the action was on the far end, you kind of just looked up at the jumbo screen. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're at a game, who doesn't do that? I watch the screen most of the time. Yeah, so, I mean, but when it was on our side of the field, it was just nuts. So the first possession yeah. of Ohio State's, on the very first snap, he they were in our end zone. When they fumbled. And we were going bonkers. Now, let me ask you this. Now, what the hell happened with that fair catch, their first possession on the kickoff? Did he, like, touch it on the four there or what? Uh, I, I don't know how exactly they rolled it, but he never made contact with the ball. Yeah. He called for a fair catch and it hit the ground. So once it hits the ground, that's still a live ball. So Michigan could have picked that up if he didn't grab it. Okay. So to save his life, they called it dead. Yeah, he was going to die, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Michigan goes up seven early. High State um, fumbles the kickoff. Then he fumbles, and then they go three and out. We get the ball back. We run it down their throats. We get inside the 20, and we throw a pick. What was your feeling there? Once we, were, we had a chance to go up 14, and we throw that pick. I was like – this is not good at all. The momentum just swung right back to Ohio State. They're going to go down and score, but we held them three. Now, what were you thinking when they threw that pick? I mean, we've we've watched games together where Michigan's been up 14-0 in the past. I mean, we were up 30-13 to against Michigan State earlier in the year. I mean, so we've seen that happen plenty of times when they're winning and easily they're outplaying their opponent, but I didn't, I didn't worry, man. Since you guys have messaged today about DJ Ski... Yeah. I don't know if you guys, if the if the viewers got to see this or not, but during every media timeout or timeout, they hired this DJ to play music the entire time. He's got mm -hmm. like 550,000 followers on Instagram, so he's he, a big deal. And he probably got 300,000 after the game. Yeah. So 
the entire time, there was no downtime. Like, he kept the fans and everybody up the entire time. It's probably a good thing. And, I mean, honestly, he probably helped Michigan win, to be completely honest. Because if you can keep the fans in the entire time, the better better chances you have of winning. And that's just my opinion. So we go into the half. What were we up? 14-13. I don't think Ohio State ever had a lead in this game, did they? Yeah, they did. They were up 10-7. Okay, did they go up 10-7? Yes, yeah, because right. uh, I think Garrett Wilson had a touchdown. Well, how the, the hell did we get 14 then? We were up at halftime, 14-13. Well, yeah. I mean, it was if if I had to guess, it was Haskins scored. Okay. Because he only had five. Okay, because we were seven. Oh, seven yeah. plus seven. Okay, that equals 14. Clay, you dumb fuck. It's all right. <laughs> Haskins, 120-some yards rushing, five touchdowns? 168. 168, okay, yeah. He had a day. Get that boy some milk. The Buckeyes couldn't stop the run. I mean, they've showed it in past games. I don't know what Michigan State got away from running Kenneth Walker for. Because Kenneth Walker is double because the running high, back. High State was is. up 21 and nothing in the first quarter. Yeah, they couldn't still, run the ball. Still. I mean, I... I think what killed Michigan State was they were so amped that they just drained themselves out before the game. The game script played into our hands. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Oh, we we just ran the ball. We just ran the ball nonstop. And then whenever we didn't run the ball, old Jimmy pulls one and throws some flea flickers, some reverses. Well, I mean, where the hell did this come from? Was he saving these? I mean, he's dabbled here and there throughout the season with the old flea flicker, but not much. Christ's sake. Not in a big game like this. <laughs> no, but I mean, that was probably one of the best plays of the game was the old flea flicker. Right, it was. It was memorable. It was very memorable play. So when the clock's ticking down, let's jump to the fourth quarter here. When the clock is ticking down and you are starting to realize that this game is locked up, Michigan's going to win and Michigan's going to go to the Big Ten Championship, describe that feeling. Until that clock hit double zero and they were in victory formation, not once did I think Michigan was going to win. I mean, that it was over. Well, I'll tell you the play that you knew it was over. It was 28-20, to 20, and it was like third and two. Michigan had the ball. Ohio State had to stop us to have a chance, and Haskins ran for like 60 yards and hurdled, went out of bounds on like the three. Hurdled, dude. That's when you knew the game was over, bud. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, high state can put up they can put up thirty points in a blink of an eye. Did Michigan's defense play out of their ass? Kinda. I think their DBs they were very physical. I I seen them get away with a shit ton of our defensive ends played very well. Oh yeah, our defensive line were studs the entire game. But I think that the pressure that Aiden Hutchinson and Ajabo is putting on Stroud. I don't know if Stroud's been rushed like that all season. I don't think so either. And he felt it. It was cold. It was snowing. You could just tell he was uncomfortable the entire time. He could never get in a rhythm until the tempo of the game would pick up. And you could tell High State was getting in a groove. And then somehow Michigan would just, from the 20-yard line to the 20-yard line, High State were dominating. They were moving the ball, but then it was like the field shrunk. Their play calling was minimal, and they had to pick wisely, and they couldn't do it. That's when I think that helped Michigan win was their red zone defense. How was the feeling when the clock hit zero? <laughs> Dude, I cried. I'm well, I thirty figured. I'm thirty two years old and I literally cried. Well, it's been ten years. A long ten years. And you and you mix them one win in twenty years. I mean, we've had two wins in twenty years. We just made it a rivalry again. 
Uh, next year's going to be even more crazy. I hate to say it, but next year's going to be an even bigger game, I feel like. High State's got a lot back. Michigan's going to have a lot back. That's the thing. High State, I mean, yeah, they're all they're young as hell. Yeah. And they only had two guys that have ever played in that game. So I think even when they came through the tunnel, man, you could just tell they – I don't think they wanted to be there. I don't think the big house has rocked like that in the last 10 years. Uh, Matt Liner tweeted, he said in his entire career, and that's playing at USC, that's playing in the NFL, and being with Fox for the last, what, six or seven years? He's been there for a while. He has never seen an atmosphere like the big house ever. I've seen that. I mean, just from the pictures and the videos that your wife was sending me all day, she kept me updated all day long with pictures. I don't even know how she's still alive. I beat the shit out of her the entire game. (laughs) Grabbed her, shook her around, just... Oh. And the thing is, I didn't know the dude to the left of me. He was from Cleveland, Ohio. But I bet I hugged that dude 50 fucking times. Michigan fan from Cleveland? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we were... I wouldn't be surprised if they caught us on camera jacking each other off. We were just so happy. And that's just how everybody was, man. They'd score or get a big stop, and everybody was just going nuts. And I look over, and my wife's just like, Motherfucker. <laughs> how cold was it? It was warm. I could have been butt naked. I was worried about you when I got the first pick from game day. I said, oh, my gosh, this guy's got a sweatshirt with a jersey over top of it and a pair of gloves. His little ass is going to be an icicle. That was it. That was it. I had a pair of gloves on and a toboggan. But the adrenaline, man, I I didn't play a single snap of that game, and I woke up the next day sore as fuck, like I had played the entire game. And I was just from just being in the moment, screaming, jumping, just having a time of my life. And it was. So when the clock hit zero and all them fans started charging the field, were you right there with them? I was hesitant because it was it was just a clusterfuck. Yeah. I mean, you have 115,000 fans, probably 40 of them were a high state. They wasn't going. Right. I think Haley was probably the only Ohio State fan that made it on that field. But uh, it was probably, I'd say, five or ten minutes afterwards. How did it feel to walk, <sighs> walk across? Funny funny story. I jump off. It's probably like a six-foot drop. Oh, it's high, yeah. So I drop off with ease, and I kind of turn around, and I'm, I'm going to catch Haley. And at this point, <laughs> she's like, what do I do? I'm like, just fucking jump. <laughs> So she jumps, and have you ever seen those fainting goats? Yeah. Where they just stiffen up and they fall over? You tell me she didn't try to land on her feet? No, she she tried landing on her feet. I thought you were going to say she went straight shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, she jumps off this, this, you know, barrier, and her legs hit, and she just stiffened up and just fell over. (laughs) And I'm looking around like, fuck, I'm with her? Like, people's looking at me, and I'm helping her up, and I'm like, come on, let's fucking go. But after that, it was just like, I'm 32 years old. I've dreamed about playing and being on this field my entire life. And for this to be the day, it couldn't get any better. I've seen some pictures of you out there. You look pretty emotional. Dude, I, I just thought that I was done crying. You got down on your knees. You were kissing the grass. Yeah. I mean, seen some was, tears in your eyes with the jumbotron in the background. Dude, it was, it was, like I said, it's top, it's, it's competing with my wedding day right now. A day you're never going to forget for the rest of your life. Ever. And I wish you guys were there to see it because, I mean, you guys would agree 110%. Well, 
Now, let me tell you my story. Me and Corey with K here, we're over at our buddy Rouch's house watching the game, and I'm outnumbered. I'm outnumbered probably 40 to 1. Two. One showed up. One showed up at halftime. She didn't know who the quarterback is. (laughs) So she walks in. I'm like, oh, okay. And then everybody's like, well, there's another one for you, Clay. I'm like, yeah, ask her who the quarterback is. Bet she knows. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Anyways. Shoelace. That's what Jersey she had on. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm in there, and, you know, I'm outnumbered. And I'm not trying to be that guy and, like, jump around and cheer. I kept my mouth shut all day long, didn't I, Corey? I didn't say a single word. But – Towards the end of the game, when Ohio State was like coming back on us, they scored that two point conversion, and I had that picture of you holding this sip and serve sign up at game day, and I was just rubbing your head for good luck. I'm like, come on, Buck, we can do this, dude. Corey's behind me, just laughing. I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? I said, don't worry about it, Corey's good luck. Rubbing your head, and finally, you know, we Haskins breaks that sixty yarder, and I kind of just let out of luck, yeah. And then I just walk out. We scored, and I walked outside, let out a big old fuck yeah. And I mean, it was just I didn't want to be that guy in front of forty high state fans because they they usually, you know, they're usually good sports out there. So I was going to try to be a good sport too, but it felt good, Buck. It was it was it felt good to look around and see the high state fans with their surrender cobra. It's always the Michigan dude. The guy that's like 60 years old and still lives with his mom doing that, you know, the surrender Cobra. And that's, you looked around and you that's all you saw were Buckeye fans leaving with five minutes left to go in the game. And they were just, I mean, they, they a wasted trip. Well, it's usually a wasted trip for us. So, I mean, it was, the, it's the been a long turned. time coming. Hey, it's been a long time coming. I think we deserve this one. Just one time. I think we deserved it. So now, I mean... I don't know if you know the whole story or not, but I got a text at halftime and it was from a listener of ours, very close friend of the podcast. I got a text from Scotty P and it, it said, I've got four tickets to the big 10 championship if Ohio state loses. Now this was at halftime when it was 14 to 13. He's, just, he's testing his market out. And I'm thinking, <laughs> damn Scotty, he wasn't giving up yet. He was just going to say fans shaking in their shoes already. What the fuck? So I, I didn't say nothing. I said, okay, we'll talk. And then, you know, of course, we end up winning. And he texts me at the end of the game, hey, how about them tickets? So I, I tried to get a hold of you as soon as possible. And it took me a while to get a hold of you. But I didn't know what you would say because I know what you paid to go to that game. And I know it was an expensive weekend. So I just wanted to touch base with you first to make sure you would still want to go. And I literally call Uncle Buck. First thing I say is, hey, I can get tickets for this so-and-so price. Are you interested? And you said, Clay, it's not even a question. Fuck yeah, we're going to Indy. I said, okay, sorry. I'll buy them. I'll call you later. And then he just hung up on me. Yeah. So I got a hold of Scotty P. We bought the tickets. Great price. He hooked us up. Thank you, Scotty P. Thanks, Scotty P. We'll, uh, We'll keep those seats warm for you, brother. But next weekend... Me and Uncle Buck and the ladies are making the truck. We hit old Interstate 70. And we're heading we're heading west. Heading west. To my favorite city. See, that's what makes it even Indianapolis, more Indianapolis, Indiana. The Red Garter will be waiting on us after the Checkers. game. Checkers will be there. You think? Uh, hit Hooters before the game, little ritual. It's going to be a good day. And not to mention, me and Uncle Buck are going to be sitting nine rows off the field in the Big Ten championship game. Nine rows off the field, Buck. Yeah, I just hope Aiden Hutchinson makes his way over there so I can sniff his jock. 
because I think that man deserves it. He's a man, ain't he? Yeah. We're talking, after that game, he's probably a top 10 draft pick. I would say, uh, I mean, if you look around the talent that was played in that game Saturday, you're going to see at least seven or eight dudes leave within the first 15 picks, in my opinion. You think? I think a couple from Michigan are going to go a Jabo and Aiden Hutchinson will probably be top 15 picks. And then you have Wilson and Alave. Yeah. And a couple others sprinkled in here or there. Maybe. Oh, and Jigba's back, isn't he? Yeah. Fuck. There might be an offensive lineman Ohio State has. They'll go in the first round. But yeah, I'd say at least five of them might go in the first round from that game. So, I mean, that's how much talent was out there. And not to mention the talent that's coming back. Oh, that's young. Yeah. For both teams. Yeah. Uh, I remember reading something. Didn't you guys have a left tackle? Pierre, Petit yeah, Pierre Nick, or something? Yeah, that Nicholas was Petit Free. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name. Well, I don't know if you knew or not, but they ended up moving in to right tackle. Mm-hmm. I saw he, he was playing over there. Because he, he was he, getting blown off the ball. Yeah, he looked like Cedric Olehi, just letting people buy. <laughs> Olay! Michigan played tough, man. How was the drive home? Let's talk about that. Well, I mean, after the game. You told me it was a bitch. Yeah. Explain that a little bit. It was, uh, I mean, you're talking an hour and 10 minutes after the clock hit zero. And then we probably finally started to make our way out of the stadium. An hour and 10 minutes after the they, game. I mean, after they gave the fans probably 35 minutes of time to enjoy. And it was just, you know, singing Mr. Brightside by the Killers. And it was just crazy as fuck. But they finally got over the intercom and was like, hey, guys, let the players off the field. <laughs> These guys hadn't even made it to the locker room now, yet. Now, did you get close to any players? That's one thing I wanted to ask you. No, I was, you know how I am around players, man. Yeah. I get nervous, scared, yeah. kind of. A few years back, he this guy was the biggest Jabril Peppers fan ever. And we, we lost we lost in overtime that year, I think. And we went into the... Uh, B-dubs. B-dubs after the game. And guess who walks in? Jabril Peppers walks right beside Hollywood and Buck. And I'm like, there he is, guys. All you got to do is just go say hey and get a picture. And they were so scared they would not ask the guy for a picture. I mean, the dude just lost a heartbreaker. Probably wasn't very happy. He didn't look happy. The thing was, he he didn't look very big either. But he's probably one of the best defensive players Michigan's ever had. Probably, but he stinks in the NFL. Yeah. So, Hour and 10 minutes, you go back to your car. How long did it take you to get out of Ann Arbor? We left Ann Arbor at 440, and we didn't get to our hotel that was 20 minutes away until almost 8 o'clock. So three hours and 20 minutes. And not to mention it was a weather advisory. Snowing. It was a blizzard. And it was just bumper to bumper, and God bless my wife. But when it comes to the maps, the Google Maps or whatever the fuck she uses, <laughs> this had us going to the Quality Inn in Detroit. Ouch. It's the yeah. wrong way. So I could, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was sitting in line, moving inch by inch, thinking I was going to the quality inn. At some point, I got to make it right, right? <laughs> I said, check your fucking thing again. She checks it and it says quality inn Detroit. I said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we had to turn around and go back down the other way. Mm. So that probably added another hour to it. But even when we got on the highway to go back, it was just like 30 miles an hour the whole way. But it was worth it, man. Little Birdie told me, and we'll end it with this. True or false, you make it back to your hotel room. Your wife asks you if you want to celebrate in a different way, and you turned it down. I, nothing nothing could have made that night any, any better. I mean. That's uh, unlike you. I wasn't going to top it off with some pie. All right. <laughs> I had my dessert. It was a Michigan dub. 
And to be honest with you, man, I was so fucking exhausted. All I wanted to do was just take a warm shower and just dream dream about just, it just all relax. night. And the thing is, is she woke me up the next morning, and I don't know if she could just tell by the look on my face that I gave her, but she looked at me and said, it wasn't a dream. And I just smiled. So that voicemail you guys heard at the beginning of the show was Leo actually before the game. Now I'm going to let you guys hear Leo's reaction after the game. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! So earlier he said he only, he could always say one cuss word a year. So he's 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 about negative five from here on I, out, dude. I think he dabbled in some uh, some bourbon while he was watching the game or something. <laughs> and he can't go be allowed to cuss for a while. I I hope his I hope his childhood watching Michigan play high state is a little more memorable than ours. And I think it's off to the right foot. Well, you know what? Back you know back when we were younger, it was good. I mean, but when we were that young, we didn't really know the whole. I guess the rivalry meaning, aspect, the meaning yeah. behind the game. We were eight and nine years old. Right. We were just, we knew we were watching Michigan play. And we were just them little assholes who raised all kind of hell against the highest. But State everybody fans thought at that that's, point. yeah, everybody thought, well, that's the only reason why you're a Michigan fan is because they're winning and you're just the jackasses that don't like a high state. Right. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. I don't like a high state. I love Michigan. So hopefully for Leo's sake, this is just the tip of the iceberg the for beginning. him. The beginning. Yeah, as Jim Harbaugh would say, this is just the beginning. Leo, keep calling in, brother. You got a segment on the show. Uncle Buck, appreciate you coming in. We'll see you guys next week. How about them Harbaugh brothers just kicking Ohio State's ass or Ohio's ass all all weekend? Seen that? Was it the Har- the Harbaugh Harbaugh boys? Yeah, yeah. Beat the hell out of Cleveland. What about Cincy though, boys? <clears throat> the interesting. Bengals look good. Bengals. Hey, their schedule's tough from here on out though. It's tough. 